Good morning, everybody. We are live. <laughs> How's everybody doing this morning? I'm, uh, it's Sunday morning, uh, April the 23rd, 2023, in the year of our Lord, 2023. Good morning, this morning. Let me, um, give me, uh, Shelly, good morning. Michelle, um, can you guys give me a thumbs up if we are rolling and we are live and everything is, uh, we have a good signal there. We got my coffee going here this morning. Mm. Yeah, so I'm going, um, this morning I'm going wifeless. My wife is not here. She's uh, off uh, doing something with uh, with family uh, this morning, actually taking my son to soccer. So, uh, but just give me a thumbs up if everything's good out there. Hey, Betty, good morning. It's a beautiful morning. Yes, it is. Uh, just give me a thumbs up if we are, we have a good signal and if we are live and everything is good um just give me a heads up there okay uh so we're just going to wait for people to come in and um uh we're going to um uh just welcome everybody as they come in and like i said this is like a regular church service we open the doors wait for people to come in greet everybody love everybody um and that's what we're all about you know uh, i've got people say david you come against so many things i don't come against anything i come in the name of god and i speak the truth the truth is what comes against things we don't come against things we just speak the gospel when jesus walked the face of the earth he didn't come against things he didn't come against things the message he brought well, Jesus was God. It's God's way or no way. Okay. It is God's way or no way. In other words, there is no way except God. There's no way to life. Now, there's a way to death, you know, but there is no way to life. And that's why there's only one way. It's God's way. So we don't come against anything. We come in the name of God. And uh, that's what we are all about. This morning, we're live on David Hebner TV. Good morning, all you subscribers out there. And by the way, maybe you're not a subscriber. You're watching this free. Consider uh, uh, subscribing. Just go to davidhebner.tv and subscribe. Hit the button below. Become a family member. Good morning, Wendy. Good morning, His Lamb. Um, looks like everything is, uh, is going good this morning. Uh, again, just give me a thumbs up if you would, please, that we are live, that everything is, uh, is well. Um, and so what we're going to be talking about this morning is identifying the demon, all right? I'm not going to say identifying your demon because you don't own a demon. I don't own a demon. I don't have a demon. You don't have a demon. You have demons trying to attack you, demons attacking, okay? And same for me. So this is not about uh, identifying your demon. It's about aim small, miss small, and I'm going to be talking about that in a moment. Uh, okay, so um, what do we have here? Let's see. Um, we've got uh, Gloria's here. Good morning, Gloria blessings and prayers. Uh, Clay is here. Clay, good morning. How are you? 
Good to see you guys. Everybody's coming in. JJ879 from Michigan. Welcome, welcome. Um, we're just going to wait until um, uh, we're going to wait until we feel like everybody's in here. Okay, and then we're going to uh, go ahead and um, start. But I, you know, I want to ask you guys a question. All right, and this is really important. I've asked you this before. Um, how does God feel about us taking something he made, such as coffee, caffeine? And, you know, caffeine makes you feel good. You wake up in the morning, it wakes me up, it makes me vibrant. And to be honest with you, I love drinking coffee and reading the Bible. It just does something to my mind. It seems like it opens me up to the things of God. And I'm going to be honest with you. Some people might not like what I'm saying. But God made coffee beans, and when you grind them and drink them, there's a caffeine, a thing, a chemical caffeine, which is a stimulant, right? How does God feel about that? Okay. Now, you know, this could be said about sugar. It could be said about things that are made by God. Uh, but also, too, marijuana is grown. I mean, it's something that grown out is grown out of the ground. Um, that must be from God. I mean, he made the plant or did a demon come and pervert a plant? And You know, we don't know these things, but I want to ask you, what is your, if you could put that in chat, is God okay with coffee? Coffee and I call it coffee and Jesus. Is God okay with that? Because I've had so many people email me saying, David, you know, uh, I love coffee. And I, quite frankly, I be, I'm hoping there's a, a, a a coffee shop in heaven. I'm believing there is. In my father's house are many mansions, okay? Uh, this house is going to have a lot of rooms in it. There's a room for you and I, and I believe there's also a coffee shop there, all right? Uh, Holy Grounds coffee shop. Hebrews, Hebrews. So anyway, I, drink, I do drink coffee, and I'm drinking out of my David Heavener mug and my last evangelist mug right here. Um, so... I do drink it. I'm okay with it. Um, and I believe it's something God. Now, if we abuse it, you drink 25 cups a day. I don't think God's okay with that. It's just like drinking a glass of wine, maybe a glass of wine. Okay. I don't drink a glass of wine every day. That's not my thing. I, you know, I get heartburn. Uh, but for those who do, maybe a glass a day is okay. But if you drink a bottle a day, I don't think that's good. I think maybe having a donut a day. Well, I don't eat donuts, but because I don't think they're good for you. But if you have one donut a day, maybe that's not going to kill you. But if you have a box of them a day, or like I used to be, you, you, you eat a whole bag of chocolate chip cookies and drink a gallon of milk, that stuff will kill you eventually. So it's not about what we put in our body. It's about the moderation of it if it's made by God. Now, if it's a chemical made by man, that's a different story. Because we talk about big pharma, we talk about the demons of big pharma, all these chemicals, all these man-made chemicals and drugs and everything is, is all part of the Antichrist system. And we have to be careful about man-made things. We have to be careful about GMO, about uh, fruits and vegetables that have been manipulated. Uh, even the stuff they feed the um, uh, the 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 cows and and the meat you've got here, you got to be careful. 
it said, um, Wendy says, I read that coffee has a lot of uh, toxins. It might be better to switch to an alternative. Not sure what that might be. Coffee also causes heartburn. It does in some people, but then in some people it doesn't. So, Wendy, you have a good point. I mean, all, but, but then they come out with, you know, surveys and these studies that say you drink two cups of coffee a day and, and you're more likely to live longer, you know, and it, but anyway, it, here's what it comes down to. It comes down to you and God and what you're doing. You pray about it. I pray about it. You say, God, is this okay? This is your temple, God. I want to respect it. I want to be, uh, I want to honor you, you know, in, in uh, this temple. All right, here we go. Um, let's get down to it. Welcome, everybody. Um, we're here with you every Monday, uh, Sunday, Monday at 7 p.m., uh, do David Hebner live. We do the underground. Uh, you can call in. You can be a part of the family. We're here every Sunday morning, uh, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I happen to be in L.A. Uh, today, so it's early this morning. But we're with you live at least two times a week. Um, put it in your calendar. Tell people about it. You know, there's many people sitting at home. They don't go to church. They're they're disoriented, disenfranchised. Uh, disinterested uh, because they don't like religion. And I pray that we don't have religion here, that we have relationship. Okay, so please invite people as, as you would if it was a brick and mortar church, uh, because I believe in these last days, God is using this connection, this medium, uh, this media, the way that you and I are coming to each other right now. I believe he's using that in the last days, in these last days, to preach the truth. Someone said, David, the gospel's been preached all over the world. No, the gospel has not. The gospel is the truth. The truth has not been preached all over the world. Quite frankly, there's many places, even in America, the truth has not been preached. Why? Because preachers don't know the truth, many of them. They were raised in a generational cursed religion. Uh, they were raised up through a, an apostate church system. They don't know the truth or they intentionally are deceivers. Okay, now I don't want to get totally into that right now, but I'm telling you the truth has not been preached throughout the world. Maybe the Bible's been read. Maybe, maybe people have talked about God. Maybe, you know, demons know about Jesus. Demons know about God. They tremble, they bow. That doesn't mean anything, folks. It's preaching the truth. And that's what I pray for that we are able to do. All right. Aim small, miss small. This was a phrase in The Patriot, which a movie I love, Mel Gibson, where they kidnapped one of his children. Uh, Mel was a, uh, played a patriot. Uh, he was a warrior. He was a soldier. He did not want to fight in this American Revolution. He did not until they kidnapped one of his children, one of his boys, the British I'm talking about kidnapped his child. Then he took two of his young children, the character Mel Gibson played, took him out with a musket, loaded up the musket. He told him, you aim small, miss small. What does that mean? What does aim small, miss small mean? There was a technical advisor named Mark Baker and he was teaching Mel Gibson and uh, Heath Ledger how to shoot a muzzle-loading rifle. And when he said that, in the middle of it, he said, aim small, miss small. Mel Gibson loved that line so much 
that he put it in the movie. But what did he mean by that? What that really means is if you aim small and you miss that small target, at least you're hitting the man. Let me say it again. If you aim small and you miss that small target, at least you're hitting the man. We're going to take this into the spirit world. Identifying the demon. Folks, we need to, in these last days, identify the demon. This thing about going against demons, this thing about just healing in general, it's got to stop. We got to call it out for what it is. Put them on the carpet. Boldness. Do not be afraid. Yeah, it was a good movie. Michelle liked that movie. Patriot. I believe it had a lot of good spiritual meaning behind it. But you see, Mel Gibson was telling the character he played, he was telling his two young children to take out the generals first, take out the big guys first, find out who's in control, find out who is doing the dirty work. Get them first, get them out of the way. If you do that, all the little guys, they become confused. Folks, this is the way it is with demons. We identify the demon, we take them out. There are demons that are generals. You take them out first. You don't mess around with the little privates. God's calling you in these last days. He's calling me. I spent over 30 years listening to preachers. I, I, I was a music minister. I would play music and I would uh, start people out in worship and I would end people up in worship. But I had to listen to sermons of all these preachers throughout the years. And I'm telling you, 98% of them was watered down. They were either deceived these preachers or they were deceiving i'm telling you the majority folks we're talking about the religious system go to amos 7. amos 7. you see when you deal with demons sickness addiction financial ruin broken families you need to aim small miss small be specific why because you are god's plumb line. And this is what we're going to talk. You're a God's measure. You and I were the frontline warriors. Don't look around. Don't look for some preacher. Don't look for some theologian, some, some, some cemetery, I mean, seminary, seminary student. I said cemetery again. Don't look for dead religion. Look in the mirror. God has chosen you. Let's go to Amos 7. Amos 7. Start in verse 7 here. No, sorry, 1. This is what the sovereign Lord showed me. He was preparing uh, swarms of locusts after the king's share had been harvested, just as the late crops were coming up. Uh, when they had stripped the land, clean. I cried out, Sovereign Lord, forgive me. How can Jacob survive? He is so small. Okay, let me set this up. What's going on here? 
There was a harvest. There was abundance. Just like in your country, in my country, you look around, you see all this abundance. You know, people are, 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 are fat and fed and they're just sleepy and lazy and brain dead because there's so much stuff. This is what was happening. But the Lord was coming and he was uh, uh, unleashing swarms of locusts. In other words, all this stuff was going to be destroyed. And folks, this is what's going to happen. And it's going to happen sooner than later. Everything you see, look around, it's going to be destroyed. But Amos cries out, Sovereign Lord, forgive. How can Jacob survive? Talking about Israel. He's so small. You look around and say, God, if you destroy America, destroy this country, how will we ever, how will your elect ever survive? Verse three, so the Lord relented. This will not happen, the Lord said. The Lord pulled back. He heard your prayer. You've been praying. I've been praying. We've been praying for our country. We've been praying for our governments. We've been praying for families. We've been praying for friends. We have been praying. We've been crying out to God. God has heard your prayer. Let me tell you something. Without you praying, without me praying, without God's elect stepping up and telling the truth and going to God and saying, God, I stand. I stand on behalf of those who have sinned against you. God has heard that prayer. Without you doing that, without me doing that, God would have destroyed everything. It would be gone. But he has heard you because you are his plumb line. You are his elect. Verse 4. This is what the Lord God showed me. The sovereign Lord was calling for judgment by fire. It dried up a great and deep and devoured the land. Again, looking around the country, seeing people that are so have so much money, they got so much stuff, and yet they blaspheme the Holy Spirit, yet they, they turn their back on God. And I'm talking about also the religious system. The religious system, the apostate system, meeting every Sunday, Wednesday, whenever, and not telling the truth. Verse five, then I cried out, Amos cried out, sovereign Lord, I beg you, stop. How can Jacob survive? He is so small. We cry out to God, stop, Lord, don't. God hears us, but let's move on. So verse six, so the Lord relented. This will not happen. Verse seven, this is what he showed me. The Lord was standing by a wall that had been built true to plumb with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord asked me, what do you see, Amos? A plumb line, I replied. Then the Lord said, look, I am setting a plumb line among my people, Israel. I will spare them no longer. Listen to me. You are God's plumb line. Now, let me explain what a plumb line is. Uh, and I'm going to do this. It's going to be very vague because I'm not a builder, but you guys out there that are construction people and, and uh, you can help me out and chat on this. A plumb line is a line that a carpenter uses and it measures uh, the, 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 the it, it's a measure of being uh, accurate, of being straight. You set a plumb line. Okay. God said to Amos, what do you see? Amos said, 
it's a plumb line. It's a straight line. Folks, you and I are God's plumb line. You and I are God's measure of truth. God is using you right now in these last days. He's using me. Many are called, few are chosen. We are God's elect. It is so important for us to stay and be that plumb line, to be God's measure of truth. You try to talk to the religious system. They don't want to hear about it. You try to talk to your family and friends. They don't want to hear about God. You are God's plumb line. You stand tall. You aim small, miss small. You know your target. We're going to get into that. Identifying the demon. Verse 9. High places of Isaac will be destroyed in the sanctuaries of Israel be ruined and by by my sword I will rise against the house of Jeroboam folks listen to me all these preachers on TV preaching this prosperity preaching that that you're going to be just perfect you will have no bumps you will have no no abrasions no scar no nothing that is lies read Matthew 24 God tells you exactly what's going to happen however you will be preserved you will be saved. You are in God's hand. But all around you will decay and turn to hell. Don't you understand? This will happen. It could happen right now as we speak. This is what Amos 7 is talking about. God is showing judgment upon people that have turned their back on him. God is showing judgment on the religious system that exists right now. Why does God have disdain more for a religious system than he does a pimp or a prostitute or a drug dealer on the street? Because they come, the religious system comes in God's name. They blaspheme God's name. They control people in God's name. They, 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 they acquire wealth in God's name. And they preach a false gospel in God's name. This is what Amos is all about. God is coming against Israel. God is disgusted. God is disgusted with the religious system today. Are we talking about the world? Yeah, we're talking about the world too. But this is not what this is just talking about. They, God is talking about his people. Folks, right now, God's people need to be awakened. There's God's people within the religious system that need to be called out. And you and I are his plumb line. We've got to call them out. We've got to set them straight. We have to tell the truth. All right, and this is where it gets good here. Then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent a message to Jerobeam king of Israel. Amos is raising a conspiracy against you in the very heart of Israel. The land cannot bear his words, for this is what Amos is saying. Jeroboam will die by the sword, and Israel will surely go into exile away from their native land. Folks, this sounds like you and I. We talk truth. We say how the, how the world is going to blow up and go to hell. Or maybe we come against the religious system, and we say, what you're saying is not right, and they tell us to be quiet. Verse 12, then Amaziah said to Amos, get out, you seer. See what he's saying? 
See, you and I, folks, are a seer. We see things that others don't. We see spiritually. That is a gift God has given you. Well, let me tell you something. It's a gift God has given everybody. But few will receive it. A seer. Aim small, miss small. You're a seer. You see things that others don't. You, 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 you see demons. You see angels. You see the spirit world. You see the truth. You see the things of God. You try to tell people, I see things, and they tell you you are crazy, or they look at you like a deer in headlights. They make fun of you. They ignore you. You see her. He says, get out, see her. I don't like the fact you see. You see, demons, which are in the religious system, they don't like the fact that you see because you see them. And then you expose them. Why? Because you're God's plumb line. You do not move. You are God's measure. You go right down the middle. You take no prisoners. Get out of here, you seer. Go back to the land of, of Judah. Earn your bread there and do your prophesying there. Don't prophesy anymore at Bethel because this is the king's sanctuary and the temple of the king. And this is something I get. Oh, David, go back to your, you know, to your channel. Go back to David Hebner TV and preach this stuff. Or, or go to a conference where they want to hear it. Don't talk about it here. I've had preachers tell me that. David, don't talk about the Nephilim here. Don't talk about demon possession here. Don't talk about the fact you can raise the dead, that you have all this power. Don't talk about that. Not here. Not, not, not in church. Go to your conferences. Go to, go to davidheavener.tv, which I do. But that's what they're telling Amos here. See? Verse 14, Amos answered, Amaziah, I was neither a prophet nor the son of a prophet, but I was a shepherd. And I also took care of the sycamore fig trees. But the Lord took me from tending the flock and said to me, go prophesy to my people of Israel. Now then, hear the word of the Lord. Now we're going to get into this. You see, Amos, he didn't consider himself a prophet. See, you may not consider yourself a prophet. You say, David, I'm not worthy to go out and tell the truth. Let me tell you something. You are. Your addiction, your affliction, your, your financial problems, your family problems, is that is not your identity. Those are demons coming against you. You are a child of the living God. You are royalty. God is calling you out. You say, I'm not worthy. I, I, I need to just do that. No. He's calling you to be a plumb line, to be at the front of the lines, to take control, to identify the demon and take out the demons. Here's what Amos said. He didn't run away. And neither do you and neither do I. When, when, when the pits of hell come against us and tell us to stop talking truth, this is what we say. This is what Amos said. Look at this. Verse 16, now then, hear the word of the Lord. 
do not prophesy against Israel and stop preaching against the descendants of Isaac? This is a question. You're telling me to stop preaching the truth? Excuse me. Let, let, let me see. What, what, what are you saying here? You want me to stop talking the truth? You want me to go back to my little cave and, you know, really? This is what Amos is saying. Now, he, this is where he takes no prisoners, folks. Look, here's what the Lord says, verse 17. Your wife will become a prostitute in the city. Your sons and daughters will fall by the sword and your land will be measured and divided up and you yourself will die in a pagan country and Israel was surely going to exile away from their native land. Folks, listen to me. God is saying right now to the apostate church, to the fake religious system, you better wake up because you're going to die because you're going to fall into the mark of the beast because your soul will be eternally damned. He's also saying this to the drug dealers, the pimps, the guys on wall street, Everybody. Yeah, he's saying to everybody. But he's speaking here to an apostate system. This was a system that God designed that has been perverted. And he's speaking to the people right now. And I will tell you right now, Pastor, I'll put you on notice. If you're not preaching the word of God and things that make you feel uncomfortable, your soul is in danger of eternal hell. And I hope somewhere, some way, a pastor stumbles across this broadcast and can hear this. Because when you occupy space every Sunday morning in a pulpit and you have a chance to preach, whether it's the five or 5,000 or 50,000, and you don't tell the truth, I don't want to be standing next to you on Judgment Day. Now, let me tell you something. I might say some crazy things. And there's times that I'm wrong. I'm sure I am. But the one thing I don't want to be held guilty of is not trying to tell the truth. It's not blowing the trumpet. I want to always blow. I haven't always blown the trumpet, but I don't want to be guilty anymore. I ask God, God, let me blow the trumpet. I don't know how to blow. I can't blow in tune. I don't have much wind left in me. But let me put it to my lips and let me blow it. Let me be a sounding board for someone to listen and say, who is this crazy person? It's going to be destruction. It's going to happen all around. Don't be depressed. Don't go woes me. No, you're the plumb line. You have salvation. You and I, we're good. We cry for those that aren't. We pray for those that aren't. You've been praying for your family. I've been praying for my family. I'm praying for your family, for salvation. But let me tell you something. Once this religious system is exposed, blows up and burns and goes to hell, there's people. What I mean by that is, is that the uh, people are going to have to make, make a choice either to accept God or not. When that happens, your family who has rejected God, I bet many of them will accept God because the reason many people don't want to go to church, the reason many people are disenfranchised with the word of God is they see it, they see religion, they smell it, it stinks, they say, I want no part of it. But I guarantee you, pimps, hookers, prostitutes, many of them will come to God. 
once they see the real God. But the only way they're going to see the real God is when they see you. You are the plumb line. You are God's measure. You are God's patriot. Aim small, miss small. This is what we're going to be talking about now, identifying that demon, sending them back to hell. What do we got here? There we, welcome, everybody. Welcome, Ronald. Uh, welcome, his lamb, Gloria. So tell me, I mean, um, let me know. You guys chime in. How do you feel about this? Aim small, miss small. Do we have to identify the demon? Maybe you don't agree with me. Maybe we just cast out demons in Jesus' name and do it methodically and do it, you know, blanket, shotgun it, don't aim. Well, I spoke it. It's got to happen. No, it didn't happen that way. When Jesus went on the scene, they were trying to cast this demon out of this young boy. Couldn't do it. Jesus said, this requires prayer and fasting. Folks, when you're dealing with demons, you got to be serious about this stuff. You can't read a book. You can't go watch The Exorcist. You'll get your butt beat. Jesus questioned. He wanted to know how many of you are. Who are you? What is your name? I am Legion. I am many. There's a reason Jesus asked that. He's identifying the demons. God took this seriously, serious enough that he sent his son to die for us on the cross. But before he did, his son, God himself, walked the face of the earth and showed us that we have the power to do what he did and showed us the plumb line, the measure, the truth. You know, in the TV series, Last Evangelist, and by the way, if you guys haven't uh, signed the newsletter, go to lastevangelist.com. Many of you have. Uh, if you haven't donated, please donate. Uh, help us finish it. Uh, we're dealing with uh, the virus and with what they put in us and what's going to happen in the future. And um, well, we tell the truth. Okay. Helps us tell the truth. Go to lastevangelist.com and uh, sign up. If you guys would like to support the ministry, um, please do go to davidheavener.tv forward slash give. We love you guys. We appreciate you all. Shanita's not with me this morning. Uh, she's with Abraham, my son. I'm out in Los Angeles. So we're preaching the gospel out here, bringing the truth to the people. And I'm telling you, folks, people out here have not heard the truth. But they're hearing it now. There are some. There's some warriors out here. God bless them. But not many. A lot of Six Flags over Jesus churches. And I'm sure in your area, too. So let's talk about identifying the demon. You go to these deliverance services, right? We're going to cast out a demon. Everybody line up here. Maybe you've been waiting two weeks. So you can go to this event that's held by this deliverance minister <clears throat> because some magic's going to happen when you walk in that building you know july the 2nd 1923 
2023, sorry. 7 p.m. that night, some magic is going to... Folks, it doesn't happen that way. It's right where you are right now. You don't need some deliverance preacher. You're God's plumb line. You're God's measure. It's you. Now, does God assign people to come to us and help us? Of course. He assigns us to go to people. Of course. But don't wait for some event. As if you're waiting for some rock concert. That God can only show up when it's on a calendar. Are you kidding me? Right now, where you are. You can deal, identify the demon, deal with it, get rid of it, send him back to hell. Oh, yeah, he'll crawl back out. I guarantee you they tremble. Let's talk about identifying the demon. So you're struggling with addiction. I know. I struggle. I have addiction. We all have addiction. David, uh, my pastor has no addiction, really. Really. More pastors now than ever addicted to pornography. I said this is my idea of the day. I said, look at most pastors on television, preachers on television. They really wanted to be actors and they didn't have the guts to go to Hollywood or the talent to act. They became preachers. That's an addiction, wanting to be loved, wanting to be accepted, do whatever we can do. That is an addiction. That is a codependency. That is a, I need people's love more than I need God's love. I need people's uh, 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 confirmation that I'm doing the right thing more than God's affirmation. That's an addiction. Well, he or she wronged me. I, by, by golly, I hate, you know, that's an addiction. You're addicted to unforgiveness, that pain. When you think about it, it comes back. It feels a little... It's deeper each time, but somehow it, 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 it's a perversion of making us somehow feel better or like we're getting back at the person. Many people want to go and cast demons out of people. We need to start with ourselves, with unforgiveness, the demon of unforgiveness. And we're going to talk about these demons. Too many people trying to cast out a demon of addiction, addiction, alcohol, drugs. Sex, food, well, I identified that addiction of food, that addiction of cheesecake, that, that demon of cheesecake. I don't know that there's a demon of cheesecake, but... That's not the demon. The addiction is not the demon. The addiction is the manifestation of the demon. You can go all day long casting out demons of addiction. They're going to sit there and go, we're having fun with this one, aren't they? Aren't we? Yeah. Jesus never cast out a demon of addiction. He cast out the demon. He identified the demon. Now, you know, in Scripture, we don't have every detail on everything and there's many things written that it says it wouldn't even fill it would fill up the whole world so 
So when I'm with somebody and God calls me, and that's the other thing. First, God has to call you to deal with the demon. You cannot go out of your way. You can't wake up in the morning and go, I'm a demon caster out or let me at him. Where do I go? And you go, no. It can only be done by the power of God. And the power of God is activated by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit has a timing. When I'm around somebody and God tells me, deal with the demon. I do not cast out a demon of smoking marijuana. That's a manifestation of the demon. I find out who is that demon? What is that demon? Aha. The demon of fear. Mm. You dirty demon of fear, in the name of Jesus, I cast you out. You are gone back to hell. You will not return. Demon goes. Takes the addiction with him. You can't wallow in your addiction without demons. Demons are the ones that. They're the fuel in the engine of addiction. It's not God. Unless you're addicted to telling the truth. Woman is acting out sexually, sexually promiscuous, addicted to sex. You're not going to cast out this demon of sex. First of all, God made sex. You can cast out the demon that causes the addiction of sex. In this case, this young girl was sexually abused. You demon, you dirty, dark demon of satanic ritual abuse. In the name of Jesus, you come out now. The demon takes, leaves, takes the sexual perversion with him. You see, folks, too many times we want to go and just start dealing with demons. Jesus said this requires prayer and fasting. Now, if Jesus was talking about the kind of prayer where you just look up and go, okay, Father, I'm, I'm going to cast out this demon, then he would have made note of that, and he would have done that, but he didn't. The kind of prayer I'm talking about, folks, is when we go in our closet and we get on our knees, when we're by ourselves, we go to God in prayer. I don't know, a minute, two minutes, five minutes, an hour, maybe a whole day, whatever God, however God is dealing with you, go to God. If you've got a loved one that is not saved, that loved one is bound by a demon. And I'm going to say this nine times out of ten, a demon of religion. Somewhere this loved one went to church, got injured, or watched it on television, or, I don't know, saw it on a billboard and said, I want nothing to do with that. Go to this loved one. You dirty demon of religion. Religion, not relationship, religion, you come out right now in Jesus' name. Yeah, I like to pray for my loved ones. 
but we got to identify the demons. What's causing people from not hearing the truth? There's many things. So we want to pray before you get into del deliverance, dealing with demons, pray folks. We need to pray. We need to fast. You know, if you're cramming your mouth with jelly donuts and going out there and having a deliverance service, don't don't put your hands on me. Don't don't even try to cast a demon out of me. Chances are you're going to put a demon in me called the demon of eating jelly donuts. I don't want to be involved in it. All right. Now, I'm not saying everyone that casts out a demon needs to be fasting for 40 days. That's not what I'm saying. But, folks, we have too much food. We eat way too much food and way too much garbage in the food. You are the temple of God. You are God's plumb line. You are God's measure. Makes me sick when I see people that don't even know God, don't love God. They're in better health than Christians. I got my issues. I got my health issues. But these are these are demonic attacks, folks. If you're ill, don't cast out the demon of sickness. Cast out the demon of what's making you sick. Is it eating the wrong food? Is it anxiety, fear? Cast it out. I says, can I cast the demon out of myself? The answer is yes. But two or more are gathered his name, there I will be. There's nothing wrong if you're married, having your wife, your husband with you, if they're a believer. If they're not, don't, don't even think about it. Nothing wrong with having a friend whom you really trust. Would you come pray with me, pray over me, pray for me? Let me pray for you. I got some issues going on here. See, the problem with religion is they either want to condemn you for what you're going through, or they want to tell you it doesn't matter. Do whatever you want to do. Grace abounds. Because there's no measure, there's no plumb line, there's no truth. Aim small, miss small. Aim small. If you miss, you're still going to hit the demon. So if you aim small and you aim at the identifying that demon, who is that demon? How's that demon operating? What is that demon's name? And yes, demons do have names. If you don't believe me, I have many, many videos. Me and Russ Dizdar and others, we talk about demons have names. Go to davidhevener.tv and watch them. Not only do they have names, but they have grandpas, grandmas, they have gener they have minions, they have there's many of them. Yes, demons have family. Scripture says, well, and I'm paraphrase this, a house is 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 clean, been cleaned out. Demon comes, sees it's been cleaned, he returns and brings seven more with him. What's he talking about? Not talking about addiction, he's talking about religion. Talking about the generational curse of religion. Over the years, seven demons. Can you imagine seven times seven times seven times? Can you imagine how many demons are sitting in church this morning, Sunday morning? They're all over the place, folks. 
identifying your demon. All right, I want to pray for you guys. And I want you to pray for me. I don't have Shanita with me this morning. I, I just have you, I have me, I have God. But if you've got a prayer request, I want you to speak it out right now. If you put it in chat, that's great. I'm not sure I can actually read it, but I want you to speak it out. Put it in chat, write it down, give it to God. We're going to give it to God right now. You have a prayer request. You have an addiction that you're dealing with. You have lost family members, friends. You've been censored. You, you, you have financial issues right now. Right where you are, I want you to speak out what it is you want to lay before God. Okay, I want to give you a chance to do this. Search your heart. Do you have an issue? You, you're dealing with something? I know I am. I'll lay mine out right now. I have last evangelist. I'm looking for the next move with God. We're doing episode two. And I'm looking for direction. I'm saying, God... We're doing something that's never been done before. We're just a little people doing something really big. But God, you're a big God. I know that you have an answer and I seek you. And this is what I'm seeking is direction. I'm seeking financial stability and, 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 uh, and financial ability, the ability to do something that costs a lot of money and we have very little. I'm, I'm seeking uh, that miracle, okay? I'm, I'm seeking uh, uh, a healing within me. I'm telling you, every, what I'm seeking, I lay before the feet of God. I want you to lay it before the feet of God. If you have nothing to lay there, then you must be walking on water somewhere. I want you to call me because I want to hang out with you. Everybody has something. If you don't have something, maybe you've got someone that is sick, someone you need to pray for this morning. Someone said, isolation, finances, my ex-husband's bipolar. Thank you, Wendy, Lisa. Grief. Thank you, Gabby. Appreciate it. Gloria, grief, financial health. We're laying it right now. Lay it before the feet of Jesus, everybody, right now. Give it to God. We're giving it to the Lord this morning. No matter what it is, give it to God this morning. He's calling you. There's a reason that you're here this morning. There's a reason that I spoke these words. It's not me. I pray that it's not me speaking these words. I pray it's God. But there's a reason when God's word is spoken, spoken that you're here listening to God's word. There's a reason for that, folks. It's a divine appointment. You were supposed to be here this morning. Joyster says nervous. Islam says keep my government housing. Praying for provision. Lay it right now before the feet of Jesus. Betty says um, Reuben's heading uh, healing and salvation, Betty, for your husband, for pastors, start, um, yes, to start defending Jesus instead of offending Jesus. 
Brain Against Witchcraft. God loves you. You are his plumb line, folks. There is no one else. In the movie The Patriot, if you noticed, when the British lined up against the Patriots, the Americans, the ones establishing this country at that time, you had your front men, the men standing in the front. They knew that they were um, vulnerable to be shot first, susceptible. They were frontline men. They were willing to take the hit in prayers that if they did take the hit, someone in back of them would step up and take down the demon. Folks, there's someone in your ancestry, someone in your past that prayed for you before you, you were even born. And God had a commission for you before you came into this world. He had a plan for you. He's got something specific for you because you're his plumb line. But many of us have become tired and weary, beat up by the world. We seem to have lost our vision of what is our commission. Our plumb line has been moved. This is the one I'm going to pray for you. The first thing we're going to pray this morning is that your vision becomes clear again. See, listen, let me tell you something, folks. If you and I are focused on survival, survival, then we're dead. We just, well, mail it in. If you're focused on getting up and surviving every day, forget it. But if you're focused on telling the truth and doing what God has commissioned you to do before you were born and you're willing to do it and you're willing to die for it, then you, you have something going on. Because as a byproduct, you will survive. You don't need to worry about survival. God will take care of that. Because he's looking for his plumb line. He's looking for those that aim small, miss small. Father, we come to you this morning with each and every person that is here. We're a broken people, God. We hurt. We cry out to you. We humble ourselves. We wash your feet with our tears. And we do ask forgiveness for our country, for our government, for what people have done, God. But we know, we know the time will end. Your patience. Father, we are repenting ourselves as your people. The fact that we have not been a straight plumb line for you, but this morning you are now making us straight, putting us on the path. God, give us our clear vision as to what we need to do as your warriors, as your plumb line. We're here for you, God. I'm praying for each and every person out there right now that you, their vision becomes pristine, that they can see every detail, that whatever what you created them to do before they were born, it now comes into their mind. 
And Father God, I pray that when they wake up, when they go to bed tonight, it's on their mind. When they wake up in the morning, it's on their mind and they do it. God, thank you for showing us that we have the power to cast out demons. And how to do it. The demons of fear. In the name of Jesus, you will come out of your people right now. The demon of fear, you are cast out into hell. You will not come back. The demon of molestation, you are gone. You are cast out. The demon of religion, the demon of apostate church system, you are gone. You are cast out in Jesus' name. The demon of unforgiveness, the demon of jealousy. You demon of perversion, you are now hereby. Evicted, cast out, gone to hell. Demon of anxiety. Demon of confusion. You're cast out in Jesus' name. Gone to hell, you will not return. We thank you, Father, for being with us this morning. I thank you. And I'm asking, I'm praying for family members, and for friends' salvation. Praying for financial restitution, financial restoration. There are those that have been taken advantage of financially. They will be restored. There will be restitution paid from the enemy back to God's people. And you know who you are. I'm speaking to you this morning. Someone's taken advantage of you. The enemy is now going to reimburse you. God is now blessing you. That family member you've been praying for, you're going to see a turnaround today. There's going to be a miracle happen. And it's all going to be giving glory to God. Those of you are being are listening right now are being healed left and right. A healed knee, healed prostate, healing of breast cancer, dissolving of a brain tumor, disintegration of Alzheimer's and all those other man-made up disease, breaking the chains of addiction because the demons are now gone. Restoration of a family that's been broken and split apart. The demon of shame. There's no more shame. You are now a child of God. You're the plumb line. Sing with me this song. I don't have a guitar this morning. I said, Lord, I don't have a guitar. And God said, you don't need a guitar. He said, David, your people are my instrument. Would you sing with me this morning? For he is Lord. For you are Lord, mm. you are Lord, you are Lord. You have risen from the dead, and you are Lord. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ 
is Lord. He's alive. Let me tell you something. He's alive. He has risen from the dead and he's alive. This is what will happen. Every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's Lord. God bless you all. I love you so much and I appreciate you. Thanks for sticking with me. I'm on the road. Um, I am in Sodom and Gomorrah preaching the gospel. And because of you, I'm doing this. Because of your prayers and your financial support, I wouldn't be able to come out here and do this. We were in Vegas last week. Folks, we got to get the truth out. Not, not religion, the truth. We got to identify the demons and stop this nonsense. God loves you. God's with you. You are, you are his plum. I do not want you to be fearful, anxious, confused. He is with you. He will not abandon you. If you guys um, would like to uh, pray for us, you can send an email at david at davidhevener.com. Let me know you're praying for us. If you would like for us to pray for you, send an email at david at davidhevener.com. Put in the subject, please pray for me. And we're going to pray for you. Uh, if you'd like to support the ministry, please call 844-806-0006. You can text the word CHOSEN to 91999, or you can uh, go to davidhevener.tv forward slash give. Uh, please consider picking up um, <clears throat> our DVD, which is End Times Investigation, uh, the DVD on Last Evangelist, Episode 1, and my two books, True Power and uh, End Times Investigation. You can do that by going to davidhevener.tv forward slash um, order. All right. I love you guys. I appreciate you all. Um, please let me know what God has done in your life. Okay. Especially during this, this, uh, this broadcast, let me know the miracles. If, if we can tell people what God has done and all about the miracles, we, we, God is glorified. And that's what this is all about is giving God the glory. All right. Don't forget lastevangelist.com. Go and support excuse me, episode two. Uh, we're going to come out with uh, episode two in a few months, but we need your help to finish it up. All right. Love you guys till, uh, well, I'll see you tomorrow night, uh, Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern Tan Standard Time, uh, God willing. Okay. I love you all. Appreciate you all. God bless.